Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Body Wrappers' Angela Luzio is delighted to sponsor this episode of Conversations on Dance. Body Wrappers' Angela Luzio is known for its fine, total stretch tights and Angela Luzio shoes. Tyler Peck, principal dancer with the New York City Ballet, is its spokesperson and designer of Tyler Peck Designs for Premiere. Tyler's beautiful, original leotard designs fit perfectly, are ideal for class, rehearsal, or performance, and move well with the body and won't ride up in the back. Body Wrappers makes additional apparel for all types of dance and significant to dance teachers this time of year, Body Wrapper's Performance Wear Remix for competition and recital consists of various components one can mix and match to create a unique costume that you won't see anywhere else. You may view all the products at bodywrappers.com or to purchase Body Wrapper's Performance Wear Remix items, go to your favorite local dance retailer shop or online store. To view and buy the entire collection of Tyler Peck designs, go to dancewearcorner.com. This episode is brought to you by the Kennedy Center. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Breeden. And you're listening to Conversations on Dance. A few weeks ago, we were in Washington, D.C. to cover a busy weekend of ballet at the Kennedy Center. While we were there, the Marinsky Ballet was in town performing La Bayadere. We had the pleasure of sitting down with the acting director of the Marinsky, Yuri Fativ, and one of their star dancers, Timur Askarov. Mr. Fativ graduated from the Leningrad Academic Vaganova Choreography School in 1982 and joined the Marinsky Ballet the same year. In 1996, he became a coach with the Marinsky and has been a guest coach with the Royal Ballet in London, ABT, and Russia's Bolshoi Theater. He has been acting head of the Marinsky Ballet since 2008. Mr. Askarov was born in Azerbaijan and graduated from the Baku School of Dance in 2008. From 2009 to 2011, he danced in Ukraine before joining the Marinsky in 2011. He has danced lead roles in the majority of the company's repertoire and has toured with the Marinsky to Europe, Asia, and America. Timur preferred to answer our questions in Russian, so Yuri was nice enough to translate for us. In this version of the interview, we have done a voiceover to translate for Timur. If you would like to listen to Timur's complete answers in Russian, we have tacked that interview on in its entirety to the end of this episode. To listen to that version, please fast forward to 50 minutes and 30 seconds in the timestamp now. 
We really enjoyed chatting with these two to get a better idea of what is happening at the Marinsky's, so we hope you enjoy this interview as much as we did. Thank you both so much for joining us. I'm sure it's a hectic week uh, being on tour here at the Kennedy Center, but we really appreciate you having taken time out of your day to join us. Um, so the Marinsky is one of the most beloved and important ballet companies in the world, as you know. Um, and the Vaganova Academy, which supplies most of its dancers, is equally significant to the dance world. So Yuri, why is that that the bulk of the company continues to come from that uniform training? Uh this is a, a so important to keep the tradition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the uh, uh, Marinsky Theater, Marinsky Ballet uh, Company and the Vaganova uh, Academy, they have a long relationship because they are especially founding, if you look in the history, they are uh, the, f- the emperor family mm-hmm. founding the, uh, it's called before the theatrical school, school on the theatrical street. And they are educate uh, the uh, kids for uh, the art, for the theater, and after that time, they are modificated for the ballet school, especially to uh, produce the dancers for the imperial theater like Smarinsky and Bolshoi. Mm-hmm. And this is a long time tradition, and it's so nice for we are, have the, in the academy, we have the very nice and rich museum about the history and founding of the school. And also in the way of uh, the ballet coach who's working uh, in the academy, they are former the Marinsky dancer, most of them, and they are give it back to the young generation, the experience, what they are bringing from their they teachers mm-hmm. and like myself, I uh, study uh, in the Veganova Ballet Academy. In that time, it's called just the Ballet School, mm-hmm. the Veganova Ballet School. And uh, I have a great teachers uh, who was the former principal dancer in the Marinsky Ballet Kirov, uh, Kirov Ballet, like the former name mm-hmm. in the Soviet time of the Marinsky Theater. And that teachers who teach me, they are. Uh, pick up the education from the person who's working with Petipa. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. it was so nice to feeling uh, that way and uh, mm, that um, continuous uh, traditional history. And also when you are coming to the Marinsky Theater, to the historical building, and when you come on stage, you can feel the smile of the history mm-hmm. like in the always in the old opera houses like in the Paris Opera or in Covent Garden before the renovation right. you can feel it <laughs> you can feel it the uh, smiles of the history mm-hmm. and you can imagine uh, how the uh, historical person uh, work and uh, um, you feel inspiration of them mm-hmm. like in the Marinsky theater you you feel inspiration of uh, Anna Pavlova and Václav Nizhinsky and Mikhail Fokin and Galina Ulanova and uh, more closer to us the uh, Rudolf Nureyev and uh, uh, Mikhail Beryshnikov at this point in our interview there was a knock on the door former New York City Ballet principal dancer and our guest from last week Damien Wetzel popped in to say hello how are you? I'm well you looks very well okay yes we're still okay yes alright excellent everything good over there? yeah they're treating you well here? yeah Damien, this is Timur Askarov. Timur, Damien, how are you? Is a principal dancer of the Marinsky. Thank you. 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 Thank
Welcome interruption. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's staying in for Let's sure. Stay in. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Okay, bye, Damien. <laughs> okay. Where did we leave off? I'm talking about it and all those theaters. It's amazing to think of as a dancer who also was dancing on that stage before you and feel that inspiration. We yeah. can definitely identify with that. So. So Timur, you actually are an exception. You didn't train at the Vaganova Ballet Academy. Can you tell us a little bit about your training and how that affected um, adapting to the Marinsky style later in life? <laughs> he, he, he asked to answer on Russian language. Oh, sure. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can translate yeah. after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can, you can translate can you tra- We can. Okay, Could okay, you translate okay. I try. for us? Okay, I try. I try. okay. okay. Yeah. all right, sounds good. Ну, я его просто приблизительно понял. Что ты не учился в Агатской академии. Расскажи о своем опыте обучения. И как тебе это, вот не учать в Агановской школе, прийти в Новинский театр? Да, ну, я, значит, я родился в городе Баку. Тимур started his answer from the inform his burning in the Baku. This is the capital of the Azerbaijan. This is now a different country, but before, 20 years, 20 years uh, before, it was the one country, it was the Soviet Union, and uh, in Baku uh, also they have the, the opera house, and they have their own ballet school, uh, and in Soviet time, uh, and uh, in the, in the, in the also in the past Soviet time, because it's impossible to break everything in the very short time. They have the, um, especially in the Soviet time, they have a, in Soviet Union, they have a, uh, one uh, style for educate the classical ballet around the, all of the Soviet Union. It's, it was it doesn't matter where you are living, where you are studying, uh, when you, you are graduations. Uh, uh, in any, I think maybe I'm wrong, but I think we have in the Soviet time we have a 17 professional ballet school in the Soviet Union. Yeah. It was the. It was like a. Uh, it was. It's called the school, but it was the like an academy because it's a big schools in the uh, all of the capitals of the uh, uh, Soviet Republic. It was the. It was the 16th Republic in Soviet Union, and each of them they have the opera house and they have a ballet school. And in the biggest city, like uh, in in the in Russia, we have like Perm on in uh, Yekaterinburg, and the, in the big city they have also the school. Why they have a, a more school than the than the capitals? And the Timur say, uh, of course. In the in his uh, own school, uh, also the teachers uh, educate kids by the Vaganova mm-hmm. uh, technology, right. and uh, he's uh, accept uh, the uh, rules of the Vaganova school in Baku. Right. Why uh, for him it wasn't uh, very difficult. 
to camps uh, to the Marinsky and start working. Of course, uh, he say he has some uh, not a problem. He has some uh, little details or some stuff what he has to learn, and he say he's still learning till now because for the ballet dancer is uh, of course is impossible to stop himself after you are uh, uh, just graduation from the school and you think you are knows everything. No, you <laughs> you still working uh, by yourself and for yourself for uh, to be better and better. And he say. Uh, great thanks for uh, a Marinsky tradition because uh, he has the teacher and the many teachers in, in the company who give him the uh, historical tradition what they accepted from their uh, their teachers and they give it to him and he's still educated and he's still working for that. Uh, of course, uh, the first year probably, first time, it was not easier. Right. Uh, for uh, adaptation, the style, because of course uh, the technology it was the same, but the style of the Marinsky it's a little bit different than other companies. And uh, if we are uh, have a uh, competing the Bolshoi and the Marinsky, mm -hmm. and also the same school, almost the same, but style is different. Right. And he say uh, he feels so proud to be a member of the Marinsky uh, Ballet Company because this is a house of the all of the classical ballet burning. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And this is a house of the uh, Monsieur Petitpas, mm -hmm. who's working uh, more than 50 years in the uh, Marinsky uh, Theater, and uh, he's uh, creating more than 100 ballet in his uh, artistical life when he was the uh, choreographer in the Marinsky Theater. And uh, forgot that. And uh, don't feel that it's impossible if he works in the Marinsky Theater because there's a house of the classical ballet, what he say. I love that. Um, so you've been in the company, is it five or six years now? Is that right? Yeah. He's working six years. So still working on the, but, on the but style. You, it happened. You, you yeah. say five, six. I think no. I think it's more. For me, <laughs> it looks like he's always uh, been there. Stay, stay in the company. Aww. I think probably maybe eight years. Right, right. So was the Marinsky always where you wanted to end up dancing? Was that always the goal you had in mind for yourself? Всегда ли ты хотел как бы поработать в Мариинском театре или что-то думал о чем-то другом? Честно говоря, Мариинский театр это была мечта моего детства, потому что опять же. See, when he's studying in Baku and educated the Vaganova technology and Vaganova methods and Vaganova classes, and they all of them. This is like a group uh, of the uh, uh, students who's uh, learning not only the ballet by the class, they are watching the video and they are especially watching the uh, ballet exam from Vaganova Academy because it, uh, they have a video, uh, videotapes or uh, DVDs and they're watching the exam from the Vaganova, they're watching the performances uh, of the Marinsky Theater. And it's also, this is a part of the education, of course. And uh, after um, he's joining the, the company, uh, he feels 
so happy. And uh, what he said before that, uh, he's uh, always uh, he's always dreaming about uh, to be a member of the uh, Marinsky dancer of the Marinsky Theater. But he thinks uh, his dream is not true. It's just mm-hmm. a dream. Right. He's he's not uh, thinks oh it will be someday it will become right. no he's just dreaming about that and say oh it's it's impossible but when it's done when he start to walking around the uh, uh, inside of the Marinsky Theater by the corridor and the ballet studio and the dressing rooms when uh, he can image the. Uh, Uh, previous dancers who's he's watching in the video walking in the same place mm-hmm. he was so happy and he started working and uh, that happiness is still with him still now and uh, i remember because um, uh, timur working uh before the marinsky he working in the uh, ukrainian opera in right. the in kiev and it was the uh big help of the uh one of the marinsky principal dancer uh, denis matvienka who who is nationally uh, ukrainian he's uh recommended highly recommended timur uh like a very talented young dancer Uh, to join the to the Marinsky, he talks to me and say, "Oh, uh, I know the very very nice young man uh, mm-hmm. from uh, Azerbaijan and looks uh, gorgeous and uh, <laughs> likes to works uh, and uh, you you will be happy to see him and join him to the company." And uh, I I have to say big thanks for Denis for his highly recommend Timur. And by his protection, he's coming to the Marinsky, and uh, uh, their dreams come true. Great. So we we brought up a lot about the Marinsky's history and past, and you know I think it's probably unrivaled in that you know that beautiful tradition. But how do you respect that and maintain that while keeping the company in the 21st century? Good question. And uh, uh, you know. Uh, always uh i want to say my uh big and great thanks for the teachers especially the teachers in the school because they are uh give it to me a very high test of the art mm-hmm. uh, because uh when we are starting to do the class in the morning we start at nine o'clock in the morning uh, the uh ballet class for two hours and when we are uh when we are uh not doing uh something well uh, uh we are about uh, 15 14 15 years old in that time the teacher stop the class and say guys who uh from this class we have about the uh, 12 or 11 boys in the mm-hmm. class who's reading the book of Jean-Jacques Novaire mm-hmm. everybody keep quiet because nobody reading this book uh-huh. <laughs> they say next day tomorrow you have to be answer me what's the never say in the seven letter <laughs> <laughs> and next day of course we are uh, after the class we are running to the uh, uh, library 
and pick up the book and we're reading whole night, we're reading the mm-hmm, book mm-hmm. and we are educate like that because it's so important. And the next day teacher asks, what never say in the seventh letter? Never, and the seventh letter never say about the dance and he said the, the back for the dancers is must, much more important stuff for for to be a great dancer, mm-hmm. the back position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, after the couple years or maybe a couple months, the other teacher in the uh, class of the acting, because for us, uh, acting study, uh, one of the uh, best uh, principal dancer uh, from the Marinsky Theater, is he's a former artistical director of the Marinsky Ballet Company, and he was in that time artistic director of the Vaganova Ballet Academy. After that, mm-hmm. he started to be a president of the Vaganova Ballet Academy, Konstantin Sergeyev. We still have his version of Sleeping Beauty, Swan Lake, Raimonda, mm-hmm. and uh, part of the Bayer there by his, by his uh, choreography. And he said, oh, uh, we are start to do in the... Uh, acting class, we start to do the folk and ballet. We start to do the carnival. Mm-hmm. We start to do the other one. Who's from you? They're reading the fucking book. Nobody reading the book, <laughs> but book is a huge. It's I, like I, this. <laughs> it takes not one month for reading. Very. And the, he's answering us about. It's still educate the young generation. Right. And. Uh, uh, we have, uh, I accept the story about from these uh, people like Sergeyev, like Natalia Dudinska, the partner and wife of Sergeyev, and the former principal ballerina of the Marinsky Ballet Company. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, she's partnered with Simon Kaplan, who stu- studied me for the classical dance, and Irina Genser, who studied the character dance. It was the brilliant dancer from the, on, the, on the Marinsky stage. And uh, some of them, I saw it on stage, how they uh, do dance. And also, uh, I have a great teacher for Padede. He's uh, writing the book, uh, Padede in Classical Ballet. His name is Nikolai Serebrenikov. And this book is, I think, translating in English too. Because, and this is a unique person. And especially if you have uh, teachers like that, if they give it to you, uh, education, not only their physical training education and a human education too they start uh, they are uh, give it to you uh, idea how you have to think how you look on stage how you wearing the costume how you do the makeup what you present which kind of story you present you are not only the sportsman who's doing the double tour and double cabriole you have to be uh, the actor mm-hmm. you have to be uh, the person Mm-hmm. And you need to have the personality. This is a very special. Mm-hmm. And in that way, uh, in that level, I'm looking for the dancer now. For i looking there uh, by the eyes of my teachers. What they can to say about Timur, about other dancers who's working uh, now on the Marinsky stage and keep this tradition of these people. And, uh, and there, give it to me, the line, from the uh, past uh, generation, right. like generation of the Pitipa, generation of Didlo, uh, Jean-Jacques Corale, mm-hmm. and the other person. This is a line from now, and I hope from from my side, from my person, they're moving to this generation, and they still keep it that one. Highest level of the Marinsky tradition. Mm-hmm. 
So while Lemrinsky has long been this keeper of this flame for Petapa legacy, the greatest choreographer of the 19th century, under your direction, the company has also made huge strides to include the great 20th century genius, George Balanchine, um, who are we? We are quite a fan of. <laughs> <laughs> um, so why do you find that including Balanchine ballets in your repertoire is beneficial, not just to your dancers, but also to the audience? I think the Balanchine, because I'm, I'm also the very big a fan of the balancing choreography, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I'm uh, I, I I love his his ballet, I love uh, his musicality, uh, but uh, I I have to say also the balancing. He's from Saint Petersburg. He's from mm-hmm. he's yeah. from my own school. Yeah. We right. study in the same school, right. and we are uh, working. He's also the working in the Marinsky Theater when he was a young, right. mm-hmm. and he he's uh, he's working at a very hard time because uh, this is a time of the First World War. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's uh, nineteen fourteen. Mm-hmm. And after that one, after the three years, he's inspected the Russian Revolution, the Soviet Revolution. It was very hard time. And uh, if you know uh, the Balanchine for uh, have the uh, possibility for still alive, for have the food, he's working like a pianist. Mm-hmm. He's played the classes because he's uh, he's uh, he has the education not only from the ballet school he's educ- educated in conservatory also he's playing the piano very well mm-hmm. and he's also play for the uh movie for the cinema mm-hmm. because in the beginning of the 20th century it's was uh the movie was without the sound yeah, right. and they inviting the uh pianist for the pianist play and balanchine play the piano uh, when he he they they are uh, show the movies, and he start to create probably uh, he start to create so earlier because he wants to has uh, the money for the food, mm-hmm. and he's doing the, his creation for any possibility what they are requested, mm-hmm. and he's uh, I don't know if he's accept the revolution. But the young people all, all, always, I think, they accepted something new. Mm-hmm. They're feeling uh, if they have some changing, it will be better. And he's also uh, working uh, for the uh, revolution because he studied his small pieces uh, in a new way because it's so many possibilities for doing something new. Right. And he started to create that and he's developed his talent. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, good for him for he can uh, move to uh, Europe with Diaghilev and start to work with the great person, artistical person, and he start to develop. It's not easy for him because he was the very young. Nobody knows him. Mm-hmm. Right now, we can inspect, oh, Balanchine, uh, he's a big choreographer, he's the idol for many people, but in that time, in the beginning of the 20th century, he was just a young boy, mm-hmm. young person, and it, it was it was not easy why he's make his choreography in the circus also mm-hmm. uh, yeah. for yeah. the for the elephant, elephant. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is a true story, yeah. but he won't Right now, for the great choreographer, how we can inspect? Oh, he's he studied stage the choreography for the elephant is impossible. But for him, it was the it was the necessary right. for has the money, and uh, 
But in that way, he's also developed his talent, I think. And uh, for the young generation, for the for the talented dancers like Timur, he's dancing uh, Balanchine a lot. He's dancing the uh, in jewels. He's dancing the diamonds. Mm -hmm. He's dancing the uh, ballet imperial, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, the the, the uh, I think the nicest pieces and the yeah. beautiful pieces of the Balanchine. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, we have uh, at least in the rap we have. Uh, almost 15 uh, Balanchine's ballet. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are one of the first company in Russia, uh, not one, we have a first company in Russia who's legally start to stage the Balanchine ballet in uh, 1986. It was just before us, uh, we have the uh, Mikhailovsky Theater in St. Petersburg. Just before us, they're staging the uh, team and variation, but illegally. <laughs> <laughs> they just they just invite <laughs> invite invite they invite some one person uh -huh. who mm -hmm. knows the choreography and the stage for them. But it was illegal. We are okay. start to do legally. It was, first two ballet was the Scotch Symphony, and team and variation, in the Mar on the Marinsky stage right. and staging by Susan Farrell who's doing the uh, scotch, and the Francia Russell, mm -hmm. my big friend mm -hmm. forever. <laughs> She's staging the Tima and Variation. Mm -hmm. So what other Balanchine Ballets, Timur, have you danced, and what kind of um, challenge does that present for you, if if any? It's so important uh, for the ballet dancer uh, to do the Balanchine choreography. Uh, for Timur, for himself, uh, it was a very nice special body training when he's rehearsing and dancing the Balanchine ballet. Because uh, you can inspect the... Uh, of course, uh, this is a classical to, choreography, all, but the different speed of movement of the Balanchine, different musicality, different accent makes your body training absolutely different. And what he's inspect, it helps a lot for him and for the other dancers also, that helps to do the different classical ballet, returning back to the Petipa choreography after the Balanchine. It helps a lot because the body is well prepared for uh, doing the classical piece, classical choreography, because you have experience uh, of the balancing choreography. This is a, uh, probably for for the normal people is not uh, so much difference. What's that bit different between the Balanchine classical choreography or the Petipa classical choreography? But for the professional people who start to fit it, these steps for themselves mm -hmm. and this choreography start to rehearsing, it feels completely different. And if you are uh, uh, think about the Balanchine style, uh, I have to I have to say uh, from my point of view. From my experience, uh, in 1986, I think we are danced the Balanchine ballet, especially the team and variation, like uh, uh, people from the kindergarten. <laughs> I think so. This is this is my opinion because we don't know nothing about the tempo, about the speed of the uh, legs works. We don't have a uh, 
because uh, you know uh, for the for doing the balancing ballet, a uh, balancing choreography, you need to have the special preparing. Mm -hmm. You you have to be have a special classes. Mm -hmm. And what I pay attention first of all when I uh, start to rehearsing the balancing ballet in uh, 1998. I pay attention about the classes, and uh, I watching the classes in New York City Ballet, and uh, I came to Pacific Northwest Ballet and uh, work with Francia Russell uh, twice. Uh, for I teach the classes uh, of the Marinsky mm -hmm. and uh, learning how the balancing people can't or Francia or other ballet master teaching the class for the Pacific Northwest Ballet Company. And this is a very great experience. I start to understand uh, because it's coming uh, not uh, in one moment. Mm -hmm. It takes time for coming to understanding why you need to do, to do this, why you need to do that. And uh, uh, in the uh, in the historical video, we can inspect how the Balanchine teaching the class by himself. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and I watching that video many times mm -hmm. and I pick up some steps from this video for my classes mm -hmm. because <laughs> I uh, start understanding his language because what the Timur say, the, his, he has his own language, the choreographical language. Mm -hmm. And this is a uh, completely makes him different than the other classical choreographer or contemporary choreographer. Mm -hmm. But uh, for, uh, for example, if you can uh, talk about the Balanchine choreography and how the Balanchine looks now in the 21st century, uh, for me, uh, this is, a, for example, the just the one ballet, the Apollo, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, staging in 1928. It, right now, in the 2017, it looks like a modern piece mm -hmm. creating few few years ago. Right. Yeah. It's it looks like that. Mm -hmm. But this is a show us how the Balanchine was genius mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and still genius. Yes. <laughs> So great. <laughs> we uh, love everything yeah. that you just said. That and was I think, great. Uh, it makes sense with everything you were saying earlier about that tracing the line back to Petapa. You know, especially those ballets you mentioned, Ballet Imperial and Diamonds, those are pure Petapa. That's Balanchine speaking through his own influence, his days at the Imperial with his Imperial training. So um those must feel like natural fits for the company of Tchaikovsky and Balanchine in his Petapa voice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's just true. great. It's true. We will return to conversations on dance in a moment, but first, we want to talk about our sponsor, FabFitFun. FabFitFun is a subscription box that offers full-size beauty, fashion, fitness, tech, and lifestyle products. The box is seasonal, so it comes out four times per year. And right now, they are taking pre-orders for their winter box. Every winter box is going to include Kate Somerville's Exfolicate, which is valued at $75, and a BB Dakota poncho, which is an ultra-cozy knit accessory that is perfect to layer over your favorite warm weather pieces. There's going to be over $300 worth of goodies in this box, and now we are offering our listeners $10 off their first order. So you can get $300 worth of merchandise for only $39.99. To order your winter box now, visit conversationsondancepod.com slash fabfitfun. You won't be sorry. 
something that's interesting to us uh, because it's a totally different way of um, for your particular arts organization than we see in the States is that the Marinsky houses also the opera, the orchestra. So all of them working in tandem in one house. We don't normally have that. You know, our ballet companies are yeah. independent generally. So what sort of um, benefits does that provide you? And are there any challenges that come from working all in tandem together? Uh, you know, this is a, uh, we feel uh, like uh, one theater. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because if you uh, if we have the uh, the orchestra, we are of course working with the orchestra. We have a uh, we know each other. We know the musicians. We know the conductors. We know the opera singers. Who because Sam ballet like right. like Lenosis, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. and uh, by Nijinskaya, mm -hmm. they have a lot of the opera singers and uh, they have a chorus and like we are uh, staging mm, past season we're staging the uh, ballet by the uh, Soviet composer Boris Tishinka uh, calls the Yaroslavna it's in the orchestra pet they have a lot of the chorus the mm -hmm. singing mm -hmm. and you know we are working together and we feel uh, each other like we are one theater mm -hmm. this is a I think this is so important mm -hmm. for having such a big organization, but working for the one result, for the public comes every night to the audience and watching the opera or the ballet or compilation performance. Because in Spartacus also we have the ballet Spartacus by Aram Khachutra music. In the last scene, when they, uh, they calls the uh, Frigius uh, crying, mm -hmm. and they, we have also the woman chorus who's singing. And we are asked the uh, the chorus for coming to the rehearsal because this is so important for the dancers. Feels the how it it will be must on stage right. the feeling of that. Mm -hmm. Or uh, if we are make some uh, modern project uh, because in the Marinsky we have the uh, uh, young choreographer workshop and we are inviting the musicians for mm -hmm. that. But I think it's. Uh, Something uh, similar in New York City Ballet when the Robins create his piece and the cello players coming to the rehearsal mm -hmm. and the playing for uh, for the dancers and uh, it's it's also it's 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 a very musical art the ballet mm -hmm. right. and it's so important to have the musical theater with the orchestra with the musicians with the with the singers for uh, doings together and in traditional of the Marinsky opera house mm -hmm. or in the big opera houses. Uh, the Mr. Petipa, he's creating a lot of the dance in the opera. Mm -hmm. And we still keep that tradition also because the Evgeny Onegin or Dan Pick mm -hmm. or uh, Mikhail Fokin, mm -hmm. he's also started uh, the work, him, work himself like a choreographer in the opera. In the opera Ruslan and Ludmila, mm -hmm. we have a beautiful character dance of Mikhail Fokin. And also the, the in the same opera, the in the second act they have a special classical scene of Nayat, and his the, this is a creation by the Fokin, mm -hmm. and you know uh, when we are being young, when we are studying in Vaganova, we always uh, came to the Marinsky and uh, working uh, in the. Like like a children working in the performances, and we working not only in the ballet, we work in the opera too, 
And because a lot of the dance, uh, they have in opera, in Aida Verdi, mm -hmm. they, have a, yeah. they have a very nice dance. Uh, I don't know who's the choreographer, probably it was the... Uh, uh some of the uh Galizovsky or some 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 very famous person mm -hmm. but we are doing this dance and we are uh, accept the opera mm -hmm. we are educated right. uh by the musical theater this is a very important i think um so this next one's really for both of you um maybe Timur, you can um answer first so russian audiences are perhaps the most passionate in the world um so what do you think americans can do to inspire a similar enthusiasm in our audiences допустим, если брать в счет вчерашний спектакль и He thinks uh, there are American, uh, American audience, and especially uh, here in the Kennedy Center, uh, when we are performing this production of the Bayadere, they are feeling very well, and uh, it's uh, doesn't matter uh, because the dancers uh, they uh, perform on stage. But they can see the audience because the audience in the dark and a lot of the spotlights uh, cover the view. They can they can see the public, but they are uh, exceptionally they, they they can see, but they can feel how the audience reacting, how the audience. Uh, Uh, feel the dances on stage and uh, yesterday performance it was the uh, in incredible uh, incredible passion of the public and the dancers and especially Timur uh, he feels a big support from the audience uh, when he's coming on stage because uh, of course uh, this this story ballet this the tragic love story of this ballet very touchable and the uh, music is they have a very good energy music is simple by the minkos but they are very energetical music they're very dancing music and uh, a lot of the uh, energy in the choreography who's made by uh, Petipa and renovating by Vachtang uh, Chibukiani and Nikolai Zubkovsky who's creating the golden idol dance and uh, Konstantin Sergeyev and Vladimir Panamarov, who makes the renovation in the uh, 1941 uh, of this of this version. And especially the shade scene, uh, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it looks beautiful, and the public uh, very pay attention. And what I have to say from my side, I'm sitting yesterday uh, uh, in, in the audience, and the people who sit uh, around me, the lady, Uh, she's uh, all of the performances. She's so pay attention what's going on on stage, mm -hmm. and all of the moment when the dancers, the especially the principals or uh, solo dancers, doing something uh, uh, strong jump mm -hmm. or pirouette, she's reacting immediately. She's shaked. <laughs> oh, she's so excited she's <laughs> she's breathing mm -hmm. she's clapping she's she's saying something and the the most of people it's like that 
here in America. They are very uh, enthusiastic. They are very simple to reacting. They didn't keep the reaction inside, inside themselves. Mm -hmm. They try to show that. And if they are happy, they are smiling, mm -hmm. they, they can say something. And it was it was very uh, funny moment when we performed in the Sergistrom Center a week ago, uh, we performed Shahrazad. Mm -hmm. In the just last note of the ballet, before curtain falling down, and a very long note, uh, and the um, main character dancer, the Chakri, who's played the Chakriyar, he saw the death of the his uh, Zobid mm -hmm. because she killed herself, mm -hmm. and she's uh, leaning on the floor, and he's very upset, and he moves the arms up and uh, feels so sad. Curtains moving down. It was very very. Uh, low note mm -hmm. the pub public keep quiet and just one person say wow oh, <laughs> it was it was so funny and this is like a picture of american audience mm -hmm. they are reacting so well and so natural mm -hmm. oh, I love that. so the company tours quite regularly to the kennedy center um almost annually right or is it yeah very often yeah. so yeah. uh I'm wondering, how do you decide year to year what you want to bring, what you want to show audiences at the Kennedy Center? Uh, it's uh, very uh, simple and uh, very uh, practical. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, we want to show the face of the Marinsky Theater. Mm -hmm. Of course, the Marinsky Theater is uh, uh, one of the... Um, most important classical ballet company in the world. And uh, the classical rap, this is the face of the Marinsky Theater. But we have to be uh, very carefully and make the good balance for show the audience around the world, not only in the United States and when we are performing in China, Japan, Australia, right. Canada, mm -hmm. Europe, we can show the, also the new face of the Marinsky mm -hmm. and why we are bringing here uh, since our 15 seasons here, we are bringing uh, Cinderella by Aratmansky, mm -hmm. this modern choreography by the Prokofiev music twice was here in the Canada Center. Mm -hmm. We bring it, uh, last February, we bring it Little Humpleback Horse. Mm -hmm. They are specially creation for the Marinsky in 2009 uh, by the score of Radion Shedrin, uh, by, by choreography by Alex Ratmansky. Mm -hmm. We want to show the new also. Right. And this is a very good balance between the classical and the modern for we can present that. Also, of course, we are working with the uh, the programming director of the dance program uh, for they are building the season right. from another companies. We don't want to make the same title of the ballet like sure. Sleeping Beauty from ABT and Sleeping Beauty from the Marinsky. It's not interesting for the public right. and it's, it's not good for box office also. Yeah. <laughs> right. We try to figure out the different rep and we have to, we, we try to think about uh, what's, which kind of the ballet will be interesting for the public. And for me, it was the very funny and very uh, interesting when we are present the little humble back horse here because uh, it was the big, not big, but it, it, but kind of risk because uh, the American uh, audience don't know sure. nothing about that story. Yeah. But I'm meeting the people in the 
in the foyer during the performance. Mm -hmm. And the, so many people ask me, how is it possible to buy the book about the little humble back horse mm -hmm. on English mm -hmm. translation for read the story because Aww. the people like this story very much. Right. Aww, you great. know, this is a this is a very interesting because this is a very Russian tale story by Nikolai Yershov, the writer, uh, the old writer. But this is like a fairy tale mm -hmm. in Russia because the uh, all of the young kids knows that story because the parents reading them when they are young, yeah. two, three, four years old. Right. You know. <laughs> So we only have like two minutes left. We could talk with you guys for hours, but just one last question to kind of wrap it all up. Um, do you think that there's one element to the Marinsky's dancing that you think American dancers could learn from? And conversely, is there an element of American dancing that you think that your Russian dancers could learn from? Что мы можем сказать о том, чему могут научиться американцы у русского у русского балета и чему можем научиться мы русские у американцев? Как бы такое, как бы одно другому. Ну, чему можно поучиться у русского балета? He thinks the what's the American dancers can learning by the Russian Russian dancers or Russian dance culture. They can learn it how they explain on stage by the movement. There are idea of the uh, of the um, production idea of the story, and also this is a uh, not only by acting. This is by the uh, makes uh, formation of your positions because the Russian uh, dance is classical dance. It's very pure dance. You have to be clear with your position by your legs, by your especially your arms. And because the Russian ballet school is much more pay attention about the arms positions and upper body. What I have to say from my side, uh, uh, when I start to work with American dancers or with the dancers, dancers from the other countries, I start to work uh, for the upper body. Mm -hmm. Because in Russian school, this is a uh, very traditionally to use the upper body for uh, make the beauty of your movement. Right. Because some of the uh, dancers have the beautiful, strong technique, but the upper body mm -hmm. and right. arms, it's not help them for uh, explain what they want to say by the perfect uh, jump or perfect turning. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you are uh, doing this one in the very good harmony, yeah. in the together, also the arms and head works. Mm -hmm. It's so important. It can be, it's, it can be uh, start to do the uh, art, it's much more beauty. Mm -hmm. And what the Russian dancers care, can uh, educate from the American. And I think this is a fit works, and uh, uh, small jumps, uh -huh. fast uh, fast jumps. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, <laughs> American dancers can learn it from Russian, the big big jumps. Because the big jumps is not uh, a very strong part of the American uh, ballet school. Mm -hmm. They are doing very well, their small beats the and, uh, right. and yeah. the feet, feet, feet jumping, but not the jumping with the... Uh, highest Batman mm -hmm. and uh, 
this is a uh, what it's it's a technical stuff. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you both so much. That was, it was so, so wonderful fun. and informative, and and we're so happy you guys were able yeah. to join thank us. You. Thank you for thank taking you. the time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week. We will be off next week for Thanksgiving, but we would like to remind you that if you are doing any traveling, we can be the perfect travel companion. You can download any of our episodes ahead of your trip and listen without Wi-Fi or data. If you are new to the podcast, there are a lot of really great episodes waiting for you, so be sure to scroll back through our catalog. Follow us on social media at, at Conversations on Dance as we will be sharing some of our best highlights in the next week. For more information on performances and events at the Kennedy Center, visit kennedy-center.org. Thanks for joining us, and we will be back November 27th. The complete version of this interview with Timur's Answers in Russian starts now. Thank you both so much for joining us. I'm sure it's a hectic week uh, being on tour here at the Kennedy Center, but we really appreciate you having taken time out of your day to join us. Um, so the Marinsky is one of the most beloved and important ballet companies in the world, as you know. Um, and the Vaganova Academy, which supplies most of its dancers, is equally significant to the dance world. So Yuri, why is that that the bulk of the company continues to come from that uniform training? Uh this is a, a so important to keep the tradition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the uh, uh, Marinsky Theater, Marinsky Ballet uh, Company and the Vaganova uh, Academy, they have a long relationship because they are especially founding, if you look in the history, they are uh, the, f the emperor family mm -hmm. founding the, uh, it's called before the theatrical school, school on the theatrical street. And they are educate uh, the uh, kids for uh, the art, for the theater, and after that time, they are modificated for the ballet school, especially to uh, produce the dancers for the Imperial Theater like Smarinsky and Bolshoi. Mm -hmm. And this is a long-time tradition, and it's so nice for we are, have the, in the academy, we have the very nice and rich museum about the history and founding of the school. And also in the way of uh, the ballet coach who's working uh, in the academy, they are former the Marinsky dancer, most of them. And they are give it back to the young generation, the experience, what they are bringing from their, their teachers. Mm -hmm. And like myself, I uh, study uh, in the Veganova Ballet Academy in that time it's called just the ballet school the Veganova Ballet School and uh, I have a great teachers uh, who was the former principal dancer in the Marinsky Ballet Kirov, uh, Kirov Ballet like the former name in the Soviet time of the Marinsky Theater and that teachers who teach me they are uh, pick up the education from the person who's working with Petipa. Oh. And mm -hmm. it was so nice to feeling uh, that way and uh, mm, that um, continuous uh, traditional history. And also when you are coming to the Marinsky Theater, to the historical building, and when you come on stage, you can feel the smile of the history. Mm -hmm. Like in the old ways, in the old opera houses, like in Paris Opera or in Covent Garden before the renovation, right. you can feel it. <laughs> you can feel it, the uh, smiles of the history. Mm -hmm. And you yeah. can imagine uh, how the uh, historical person 
uh, work and uh, uh, you feel inspiration of them. Like in the Marinsky Theater, you you feel inspiration of uh, Anna Pavlova and Václav Nijinsky and Mikhail Fokin and Galina Ulanova. And uh, more closer to us, the uh, Rudolf Nureyev and uh, uh, Mikhail Baryshnikov. At this point in our interview, there was a knock on the door. Former New York City Ballet principal dancer and our guest from last week, Damien Wetzel, popped in to say hello. Okay, you <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're still okay. Yeah. All right, excellent. Everything yeah. good over there? Yeah. They're treating you yeah. well here? Yeah. And yeah. Damien, do you, this is Timur Askarov. Timur, Damien, how are you? Yeah. This is the principal dancer of the Right. Principal Dance of New York sees about that, is me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the incoming president of Juilliard. Yeah, I know. Now he's a big boss. Once we were just in Japan, just yes. people doing things. <laughs> That's right. How's the season? Are, good. Good? Are you coming to the performances? No, I have my own tonight. I'm in the oh. small theater, though. It's okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the big theater tonight. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I can't. But I'm going to come tomorrow afternoon if I can. Just drop in and good. watch a little bit. Good. Yeah, I can find you. Let me know. All right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Continue your conversation. Uh, nice to meet you. Nice well, we can keep it. We can keep it. Oh, it's, it's staying in, for sure. Point. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Okay, bye, Damien. <laughs> Okay. Where do we leave off? Talking about it and all those theaters, it's amazing to think of as a dancer who else was dancing on that stage before you and feel that inspiration. We yeah. can definitely identify with that. So, so Timur, you actually are an exception. You didn't train at the Vaganova Ballet Academy. Can you tell us a little bit about your training and how that affected um, adapting to the Marinsky style later in life? He 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 asked to answer on Russian language. Oh sure. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You can yeah, translate yeah, after. Yeah, yeah yeah. Can you can translate? Can you tra after? We can. Okay. Could okay, you translate okay. for try. us? Okay. I try. I try. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Ну я вопрос приблизительно понял. Что ты не учился в академии? Расскажи о своем опыте обучения. Вот и как как тебе это? Вот не учась в Агановской школе прийти в Мариинский театр? Да, ну я значит я родился в городе Баку, это Азербайджан, и это бывшая страна Советского Союза. Значит, и школа, в которой я учился, она была полностью как сказать, то есть мы учились по учебникам по Ваганова. Ваганова. Да, да, да. И, конечно же, возможно, я получил не в полной мере вот все, все вот это все образование, которое, которое дается ученикам Вагановской академии, но какую-то часть, которая вот передавалась по школам Советского Союза, все-таки я ее обучил. И поэтому мне Прям особо такой большой сложности не было перенимать, значит, вот эту школу в Петербурге. Но все же, конечно же, когда я впал в Мариинский театр, какое-то время, даже, ну, наверное, до сих пор это время еще происходит, при привыкании к стилю Мариинского театра, все-таки это такой неповторимый стиль, это, опять же, вот повторюсь, это сохранение традиций, и это театр, в котором в котором очень многие классические балеты, они, они создавались, то, это, то есть это дом, дом классического балета. И 
какое-то время, да, мне, мне приходилось привыкать, обучаться, и спасибо большое, вот что в нашем театре есть педагоги, которые продолжают, продолжают передавать эти традиции из поколения в поколение. And they have their own ballet school. Uh, and in Soviet time, uh, and uh, in the in the in the also in the past Soviet time, because it's impossible to broke everything in the very short time. They have the um, especially in the Soviet time. They have a in Soviet Union. They have a uh, one uh, style for educate the classical ballet around the, all of the Soviet Union. Right. It was, it doesn't matter where you are living, where you are studying, uh, when you, you are graduations, mm -hmm. uh, uh, in any, I think, maybe I'm wrong, but I think we have, in the Soviet time, we have a 17 professional ballet school in the Soviet Union. Right. It was the, it was like a, uh, it was, it calls the school, but it was the, like an academy, mm -hmm. because it's a big schools, in the uh, all of the capitals of the uh, uh, Soviet Republic, it was the. It was the 16th Republic in Soviet Union, and each of them they have the uh, opera house and they have a ballet school. Mm -hmm. And in the biggest city, like uh, in in the in Russia, we have like Perm, on in uh, Yekaterinburg, and the, in the big city they have also the school. Why they have a, a more school than the than the capitals? Mm -hmm. And the Timur say, uh, of course, in the in his uh, own school, uh, also the teachers. Uh, educate kids by the Vaganova mm -hmm. uh, technology, right. and uh, he's uh, accept uh, the uh, rules of the Vaganova school in Baku. Right. Why uh, for him it wasn't uh, very difficult to uh, came uh, to the Marinsky and start working. Of course, uh, he say he has some. Uh, Not a problem. He has some uh, little details or some stuff what he has to learn, and he say he's still learning till now because for the ballet dancer is uh, of course is impossible to stop himself after you are uh, uh, just graduation from the school and you think you are knows everything. Mm -hmm. No, you you still working uh, by yourself and for yourself for uh, to be better and better. And he say. Uh, Great thanks for uh, a Marinsky tradition because uh, he has the teacher and the many teachers in, in the company who give him the uh, historical tradition what they accepted from their, uh, their teachers and they give it to him and he's still educated and he's still working for that. Uh, of course, uh, the first year probably, first time, it was not easier. Right. Uh, for uh, adaptation, the style, because of course uh, the technology it was the same, but the style of the Marinsky it's a little bit different than other companies. And uh, if we are uh, have a uh, competing the Bolshoi and the Marinsky, mm -hmm. and also the same school, almost the same, but style is different. Right. And he say uh, he 
feel so proud to be a member of the Marinsky uh, Ballet Company because this is a house of the all of the classical ballet burning. Right, right. And this is a house of the uh, Monsieur Petitpas, mm -hmm. who's working uh, more than 50 years in the uh, Marinsky uh, Theater, and uh, he's uh, creating more than 100 ballet in his uh, artistical life when he was the uh, choreographer in the Marinsky Theater. And uh, forgot that. And uh, don't feel that it's impossible if you work in the Marinsky Theater because it's a house of the classical ballet, what he said. I love that. Um, so you've been in the company, is it five or six years now? Is that right? About six years? Yeah, he's working six years. So still working on the but, on the but style. You, you, you yeah. say five six. I think no. I think it's more. For me, <laughs> it, looks, it looks like he's always uh, been there. Stay, stay in the company. <laughs> I think probably maybe eight years. Right, right. So was the Marinsky always where you wanted to end up dancing? Was that always the goal you had in mind for yourself? Всегда ли ты хотел как бы поработать в Маринском театре или что-то думала о чем-то другом? Честно говоря, Маринский театр. Это была мечта моего детства, потому что, опять же, вот э, так как мы вот, были все как бы э, такие маленькие подразделения Вагановского, Вагановской академии, соответственно, мы и смотрели балеты, видеозаписи, э, уроки, уроки э, экзамена, вот видеозаписи экзаменов Вагановской академии и, э, и спектакли также. Мы смотрели спектакли Маринского театра, и это была моя мечта э, с детства. Но в детстве мне казалось, что это какая-то недосягаемая такая цель, то есть это была всего лишь мечта, то есть в цели я себе не задавал такую, чтобы вот, вот я хочу вот только там, то есть где-то в глубине души у меня, конечно же, были сомнения, что это невозможно, но я не переставал об этом думать никогда, и когда я попал в Мариинский театр, благодаря приглашению вот Юрия Варильевича, это первые дни, вот я до сих пор помню свои первые дни в этом театре, первую неделю, это была полная эйфория, я вот прям не представлял, что это свершилось, что я здесь, что я хожу вот по этим коридорам, по которым ходило, ходили все, вот все артисты, все те артисты, которых, записи которых я изучал, пересматривал на уроках в школе, это, было, это были очень здорово, очень такие хорошие, теплые ощущения, и я на всю жизнь их запомню. He say uh, when he's uh, study in Baku and educate the Vaganova technology and Vaganova method and Vaganova classes and he they they all of them this is like a group uh, of the uh, uh, students who's uh, learning not only the ballet by the class they are watching the video mm -hmm. and they are especially watching the. Uh, ballet exam from Vaganova Academy because mm -hmm. it uh, they have a video uh, videotapes or uh, DVDs mm -hmm. and they're watching the exam from the Vaganova they're watching their performances uh, of the Marinsky theater and it's also this is a part of the education mm -hmm. of course and uh, after um, he's joining the the company uh, he feels so happy And uh, what he said before that, uh, he's uh, always uh, he's always dreaming about uh, to be a member of the uh, 
Marinsky, dancer of the Marinsky Theater, but he thinks uh, his dream is not true. Mm-hmm. It's just a dream. Mm-hmm. Right. He's he's not uh, thinks oh it will be someday it will become. Right. No, he's just dreaming about right. that and say oh it's it's impossible. But when it's done. When he started walking around the uh, uh, inside of the Marinsky Theater by the corridor <clears throat> and the ballet studio and the dressing rooms, when uh, he can image the uh, uh, previous dancers who's he's watching in the video uh-huh. walking in the same place, mm-hmm. he was so happy and he started working and uh, that happiness is still with him still now. And uh, I remember because. Um, uh, Timur working uh, before the Marinsky, he working in the uh, Ukrainian opera in right. the in Kiev, and it was the uh, big help of the uh, one of the Marinsky principal dancer, uh, Denis Matvienka, mm-hmm. who who is nationally uh, Ukrainian. He's uh, recommended highly recommended Timur, uh, like a very talented young dancer uh, to join the, to the Marinsky. He talks to me and say, oh, uh, I know the very, very nice young man uh, mm-hmm. from uh, Azerbaijan and looks uh, gorgeous and uh, <laughs> likes to work uh, and uh, you you will be happy to see him and join him to the company. And uh, I, I have to say big thanks for Dennis for his highly recommend Timur and by his protection, he's coming to the Marinsky, and uh, uh, their dreams comes true. That's so great. <laughs> um, so we, we brought up a lot about the Marinsky's history and past, and you know I think it's probably unrivaled in that you know that beautiful tradition. But how do you respect that and maintain that while keeping the company in the twenty first century? Good question, and uh, uh, you know. Uh, Always, uh, I want to say my uh, big and great thanks for the teachers, especially the teachers in the school, because they are uh, giving to me a very high test of the art. Mm. Uh, because uh, when we are starting to do the class in the morning, we start at nine o'clock in the morning, uh, the uh, ballet class for two hours. And when we are uh, when we are uh, not doing uh, something well, uh, uh, we are about uh, 15, 14, 15 years old in that time, the teacher stop the class and say, guys, who uh, from this class, we have about uh, 12 or 11 boys in the mm-hmm. class, who's reading the book of Jean-Jacques Nover? Mm-hmm. Everybody, Keep quiet because nobody reading this book. Uh-huh. They say, next day tomorrow, you have to be answer me. What's the never say in the seven letter? <laughs> and next day, of course, we are uh, after the class. We are running to the uh, uh, library and pick up the book. And we're reading whole night, we're reading the book. <laughs> and we are educated like that because it's so important. And the next day teacher asks, what never say in the seventh letter? Never on the seventh letter never say about the dance. And he said the the back for the dancers is must much more important stuff for for to be a great dancer. Mm-hmm. The back position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, after the 
couple years or maybe a couple months the other teacher in the uh, class of the acting because for us uh, acting study uh, one of the uh, best uh, principal dancer uh, from the Marinsky Theater. It's, he's a former artistical director of the Marinsky Ballet Company, and he was in that time artistic director of the Vaganova Ballet Academy. After that, mm -hmm. he started to be a president of the Vaganova Ballet Academy, Konstantin Sergeyev. We still have his version of Sleeping Beauty, Swan Lake, Raimonda, mm -hmm. and uh, part of the Bayer there by his, by his uh, choreography. And he said, oh, uh, we are start to do in the uh, acting class, we start to do the folk and ballet. We start to do the carnival. Mm -hmm. We start to do the other one. Who's from you? They're reading the fucking book. Nobody reads the book, <laughs> but book is a huge. It's I, like I, this. <laughs> it takes not one month for reading. Very. And the, he's answering us about. It still educate the young generation. Right. Sure. And uh. uh we have, uh, I accept the story about from these uh, people like Sergeyev, like <coughs> Natalia Dudinska, the partner and the wife mm -hmm. of Sergeyev, and the former principal ballerina of the Marinsky Ballet Company. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, she's partnered with Simon Kaplan, who studied me for the classical dance, and Irina Gensler, who studied the character dance. It was the brilliant dancer from the, on, the, on the Marinsky stage. And uh, some of them, I saw it on stage, how they uh, do dance. And also, uh, I have a great teacher for Padede. He's uh, writing the book, uh, Padede in Classical Ballet. His mm -hmm. name is Nikolai Serebrenikov. And this book is, I think, translating in English too. Because, and this is a unique person. And especially if you have uh, teachers like that, if they give it to you, uh, education, not only their physical training education and the human education too they start uh, they are uh, give it to you uh, idea how you have to think how you look on stage how you wearing the mm -hmm. costume how you do the makeup what you present which kind of story you present you are not only the sportsman who's doing the double tour and double cabriole you have to be uh, the actor mm -hmm. you have to be uh, the person Mm -hmm. And you need to have the personality. This is a very special. Mm -hmm. And in that way, uh, in that level, I'm looking for the dancer now. For I look in the, uh, by the eyes of my teachers. What they can to say about Timur, about mm -hmm. other dancers who's working uh, now on the Marinsky stage and keep this tradition of these people. And, uh, and there, give it to me, the line from the uh, past uh, generation, right. like generation of the Pitipa, generation of Didlo, uh, Jean-Jacques Corale, mm -hmm. and the other person. This mm -hmm. is a line from now, and I hope from from my side, from my person, they're moving to this generation, and they still keep it that one. Highest level of the Marinsky tradition. Mm -hmm. So while the Marinsky has long been this keeper of this flame for Petipa legacy, the greatest choreographer of the 19th century, under your direction, the company has also made huge strides to include the great 20th century genius, George Balanchine, um, who are we? We are quite a fan of. <laughs> <laughs> um, so why do you find that including Balanchine ballets in your repertoire is beneficial, not just to your dancers, but also to the audience? I think the Balanchine, because I'm, I'm also the very big 
a fan of the balancing choreography <clears throat> and uh, uh, I'm uh, I, I I love his his ballet mm -hmm. I love uh, his musicality uh, but uh, I I have to say also the Balanchine, he's from St. Petersburg. He's yeah. from, mm -hmm. yes. he's yeah. from <laughs> my old school. Yeah. We right. study in the same school mm -hmm. and we are uh, working. He's also the working in the Marinsky Theater when he was a young. Right. Mm -hmm. And he he's, uh, he's working at a very hard time because uh, this is a time of the first world war. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's uh, 1914, mm -hmm. and after that one, after the three years, he's inspect the Russian Revolution, the right. Soviet Revolution. Mm -hmm. It was very hard time, and uh, if you know uh, the Balanchine for uh, have the uh, possibility for still alive, for have the food, he's working like a pianist. Mm -hmm. He's played the classes. Because he's uh, he's uh, he has the education not only from the ballet school he's educa he educated in conservatory right. so he's playing the piano very well mm -hmm. and he's also play for the uh, movie for the cinema mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because in the beginning of the 20th century it's was uh, the movie was without the sound yeah right and they inviting the uh, pianist for the pianist play and Balanchine play the piano. Uh, when he he they they are uh, show the movies, and he's start to create probably uh, he start to create so earlier because he wants to uh, has the money for the food mm -hmm. and he's doing the, his creation for any possibility what they are requested mm -hmm. right and he's uh, I don't know if he's accept the revolution but the young people all all always I think. They accepted something new. Mm -hmm. They're feeling uh, if they have some changing, it will be better. And he's also uh, working uh, for the uh, revolution because he studied his small pieces uh, in a new way because it's so many possibilities for doing something new. Right. And he started to create that and he's developed his talent. Mm -hmm. And uh, and the good for him for his can... Uh, move to uh, Europe with Diaghilev and start to work with the great person, artistical person, and he start to develop. It's not easy for him because he was the very young. Nobody knows him. Mm -hmm. Right now, we can inspect, oh, Balanchine, uh, he's a big choreographer, he's the idol for many people, but in that time, in the beginning of the 20th century he was a just young boy mm -hmm. young person and it it was it was not easy why he's make his choreography in the circus also mm -hmm. uh, yeah. for yeah. the for the elephant, elephant. right yes. yeah. <laughs> this is a true story yeah. but he won right now for the great choreographer how we can inspect oh he's he studied stage the choreography for the elephant is impossible but for him it was the it was the necessary right for has the money and uh, but in that way, he's also developed his talent, I mm -hmm. think. And uh, for the young generation, for the for the talented dancers like Timur, he's dancing uh, Balanchine a lot. He's dancing the uh, in jewels. He's dancing the diamonds. Mm -hmm. He's dancing the uh, ballet imperial. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, the the, the uh, I think the nicest pieces and the yeah. beautiful pieces of the Balanchine. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, we have. Uh, at least in the rap, we have uh, 
almost 15 uh, balance sheets better. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are one of the first company in Russia, uh, not one, we have a first company in Russia who's legally start to stage the balance sheet ballet in uh, 1986. It was just before us, uh, we have the uh, Mikhailovsky Theater in St. Petersburg. Just before us, they're staging their uh, team and variation, but illegally. <laughs> <laughs> they just they just invite the <laughs> invite invite they invite some one person uh -huh. mm -hmm. who knows the choreography and the stage for the but it was illegal. We are start to do legally. It was, first to ballet was the Scotch Symphony, and team and variation, in the Mar on the Marinsky stage right. and staging by Susan Farrell, who's doing the uh, Scotch, and the Francia Russell, mm -hmm. my big friend mm -hmm. forever. <laughs> She's staging the team and variation. Mm -hmm. So, what other Balanchine Ballets team where have you danced, and what kind of um, challenge does that present for you, if if any? Конечно, безусловно. Во-первых, это огромное развитие тела. То есть это такая уникальная хореография, которая потом э, в дальнейшем не может не помогать э, остальным другим спектаклям. То есть это очень большой такой толчок э, в освоении технической, технической части своего тела. Э, даже в каких-то моментах ты начинаешь лучше понимать и узнавать свое тело. Несмотря на то, что вроде бы это, это, все, это все на классической основе, но вот сам, сам стиль и сам язык, хореография была начина, он, конечно, он уникален, он узнаваем, и он дает огромный толчок для развития балет, балетного, так скажем, балетного тела. И это очень, очень полезно для артиста участвовать, танцевать в спектаклях и брать, принимать на себя хореографию была начина. It's so important uh, for the ballet dancer uh, to do the balancing choreography. Uh, for Timur, for himself, uh, it was a very nice special body training when he's rehearsing and dancing the balancing ballet. Mm -hmm. Because uh, you can inspect the, uh, it's all, all, of course, this is a classical choreography, but the different speed of movement of the balancing, different musicality, different accent makes your body training absolutely different. Mm -hmm. And what he's inspect, it helps a lot for him and for the other dancers also, that helps to do the different classical ballet, returning back to the Petipa choreography mm -hmm. after the balancing. It helps a lot because the body is well prepared Mm -hmm. for uh, doing the classical piece, classical choreography, because you have experience uh, of the balancing choreography. This is a, uh, <coughs> probably for, for the normal people is not uh, so much difference. What's that bit different between the balancing classical choreography or the Pitipa classical choreography? Right. But for the professional people who start to fit it, these steps for themselves mm -hmm. and this choreography start to rehearsing. It feels completely different. And if you are uh, uh, think about the balancing style, 
I have to I have to say uh, from my point of view, from my experience, uh, in 1986, I think we are dance the balance in ballet, especially the team and variation, like. Uh, uh, people from the kindergarten. I think so. This is a, this is a, my opinion because we don't know nothing about the tempo, about the speed of the uh, legs works. We don't have a uh, because uh, you know uh, for the for doing the balancing ballet, a balancing choreography, you need to have the special preparing. Mm -hmm. You you have to be have a special classes. Mm -hmm. And what I pay attention first of all when I. Uh, start to rehearsing the balance in ballet in uh, 1998. I pay attention about the classes and mm -hmm. uh, I watching the classes in New York City Ballet and uh, I came to Pacific Northwest Ballet and uh, work with Francia Russell uh, twice uh, for I teach the classes uh, of the Marinsky mm -hmm. and learning how the balancing people can't or Francia or other ballet master teaching the class for the Pacific Northwest Ballet Company. And this is a very great experience. I start to understand uh, because it's coming uh, not uh, in one moment. Mm -hmm. It takes time for coming to understanding why you need to do, to do this, why you need to do that. And uh, uh, in the... Uh, in the historical video, we can inspect how the Balanchine teaching the class by himself. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I watching that video many times, mm -hmm. and I pick up some steps from this video for my classes mm -hmm. because <laughs> I uh, start understanding his language because what the Timur say the his he has his own language, the choreographical language, mm -hmm. and this is a uh completely makes him different than the other classical choreographer or contemporary choreographer mm -hmm. but uh for uh, uh for example if you can uh talk about the balancing choreography and how the balancing looks now in the 21st century uh for me uh this is a, for example the just the one ballet the apollo mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. staging in 1928 it, right now in the 2017 it looks like a modern piece right. creating few few years ago right yeah. it's it looks like that mm -hmm. but this is a show us how the balancing was genius mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and still genius yes <laughs> that's so great <laughs> we love everything uh, yeah. that you just said and i think <laughs> um, it makes sense with everything you were saying earlier about that tracing the line back to pedapa you know especially those ballets you mentioned ballet imperial and diamonds those are pure pedapa that's balancing speaking through his own influence his days at the imperial with his imperial training so um those must feel like natural fits for the company of tchaikovsky and balancing in his pedipa voice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's just it's great. That's true. Um, something that's interesting to us, uh, because it's a totally different way of, um, for your particular arts organization than we see in the States is that the Marinsky houses also the opera, the orchestra. So all of them working in tandem in one house, we don't normally have that, you know, our ballet companies are yeah. independent generally. So what sort of, um, benefits does that provide you and are there any challenges that come from working all in tandem together uh 
you know, this is a, uh, we feel uh, like uh, one theater, mm-hmm. yeah? Because if you, uh, if you have the, uh, the orchestra, we are, of course, working with the orchestra. We have a, uh, we know each other, we know the musicians, we know the conductors, we know the opera singers, who, because Sam Ballet, like Requires like Lenosis, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, by Nijinskaya, mm-hmm. they have a lot of the opera singers, and uh, they have a chorus, and like we are uh, staging mm, past season, we're staging the uh, ballet by the uh, Soviet composer Boris Tishinka, uh, calls the Yaroslavna. It's in the orchestra pet. They have a lot of the chorus, the mm-hmm. singing, mm-hmm. and you know we are working together, and we feel. Uh, each other like we are one theater. Mm-hmm. This is a. I think this is so important mm-hmm. for having that, such a big organization, but working for the one result for the public comes every night to the audience and watching the opera or the ballet or compilation performance. Because in Spartacus also we have the ballet Spartacus by Aram Khachaturian music. In the last scene when the uh, they calls the uh, Frigias. Uh, crying mm-hmm. and they we have also the woman chorus who's singing and we are asked the uh the chorus for coming to their rehearsal because this is so important for the dancers feels there how it it will be must on stage right. the feeling of that mm-hmm. or uh if we are make some uh, modern project mm-hmm. uh because in the Marinsky we have the uh, uh young choreographer workshop and we are inviting the musicians for mm-hmm. that. But I think it's uh, something uh, similar in New York City Ballet when the Robins create his piece and the cello players coming to the rehearsal mm-hmm. and playing for, uh, for the dancers. And uh, it's, it's also, it's, it's, it's a very musical art, the ballet. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's so important to have the musical theater with the orchestra, with the musicians, with the, with the singers for uh, doings together. And in traditional of the Marinsky Opera House mm-hmm. or in the big opera houses, uh, the Mr. Petipa, he's creating a lot of the dance in the opera. Mm-hmm. And right. we still keep that tradition also because the Evgenia Negin or Dan Pick mm-hmm. or uh, Mikhail Fokin Mm-hmm. He's also started uh, the him work himself like a choreographer in the opera, in the opera Ruslan and Ludmila. Mm-hmm. We have a beautiful character dance of Mikhail Fokin, and also the the in the same opera, the, in the second act they have a special classical scene of Nayat, and his the, this is a creation by the Fokin, mm-hmm. and you know uh, when we are being young. When we are studying in Vaganova, we always uh, came to the Marinsky and uh, working uh, in the, uh, like like uh, children working in the performances. And we working not only in the ballet, we work in the opera too. And because a lot of the dance uh, they have in opera, in Aida Verdi, mm-hmm. they, have a, yeah. they have a very nice dance. Uh, I don't know who's the choreographer, probably it was the... Uh, uh, some of the uh, Galizovsky or some 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 very famous person, mm-hmm. but we are doing this dance and we are uh, accept the opera. Mm-hmm. We are educate right. uh, by the musical theater. This is a very important, I think. Mm-hmm. I just want to take one quick moment to talk about time. Are you guys good? It's ten minutes to six. When 
Do you need to go at six? Yes. Okay. So I have rehearsal. Perfect. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm glad. I'm glad I asked. So, um, should we just go to these guys then? We have to pick our favorites. We have to pick our favorites. No, I, I could know. stay here for I two know. more hours. I know. Here's this is so, great. so interesting. Um, so this next one's really for both of you. Um, maybe, Timur, you can um, answer first. So Russian audiences are perhaps the most passionate in the world. Um, so what do you think Americans can do to inspire a similar enthusiasm in our audiences? В России публика, как бы, ну, понятно, что очень впечатлительная и очень, как бы, восприимчивая к искусству. Как ты считаешь, американская публика, она, как бы, похожа на русскую? Или, ну, какие-то есть отличия? Или вот что ты чувствуешь от американской публики, когда танцуешь здесь? Ну, вот, допустим, если брать в счет вчерашний спектакль и зрители, которые присутствовали на вчерашнем спектакле, исходит очень, очень теплая атмосфера такая исходит из зала и видно как зритель очень очень здорово принимает и, и чувствуется вот что вот что зрителю нравится то что происходит на сцене конечно же балет байдерка который вот сейчас мы показываем в Канаде-центре, он сам по себе такой балет, который, ну, который не может, я думаю, не нравиться, то есть он это очень энергичный, очень, очень красивая, в то же время легко усвояемая и простая музыка Минкуса, очень энергичные танцы в хореографии Чубукьяни, Пятипа. Само по себе, сам по себе весь этот спектакль, он, он несет такую хорошую энергетику, история, которая происходит в этом балете, вот эта восточная индийская история про такая трагическая, то есть в какой-то степени про, про, про любовь, про неудавшуюся, про неудавшуюся любовь. И в, в конце, не только в конце, напряжение всего спектакля чувствуется вот эта отдача отдача от зрителя, несмотря на то, что зал в полной, находится в полной темноте и светят прожектора, но вот эта энергетика, она очень теплая, и она, она не может не вдохновлять, она, она прибавляет сил, и в этом, в этом наверное, вот американский зритель, он, в этом он отличается, то есть очень, очень большая такая хорошая, теплая энергетика идет из зала. He thinks, uh there are american uh, american audience, uh, audience and especially uh, here in the candida center uh when we are performed this production of the by there they are feeling very well and uh it's uh doesn't matter uh because the dancers uh they uh perform on stage but they can see the audience because <clears throat> the audience in the dark and a lot of the spotlights mm -hmm. uh, cover the view. They can, they can see the public, but they are uh, ex exceptionally, they, they, they can see, but they can feel mm -hmm. how the audience reacting, how the audience uh, feel the dances on stage. And uh, yesterday performance, it was the uh, in, incredible uh, mm, incredible passion of the public mm -hmm. and the dancers and especially Timur, uh, he feels a big support from the audience uh, when he's coming on stage because uh, of course uh, this, 
this story ballet, this uh, tragic love story mm -hmm. of this ballet, very touchable and uh, music is they have a very good energy. Music is simple by the Minkus, but they are very energetic on music, they're very dancing music and uh, a lot of the uh, energy in the choreography who's made by uh, Petipa and renovating by uh, Vachtang Chibukiani and Nikolai Zubkovsky, who's creating the Golden Idol dance, mm -hmm. and uh, Konstantin Sergeyev and Vladimir Panamarov, who's makes the renovation in the uh, 1941 uh, of this of this version. And especially the shade scene, uh, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it looks beautiful, and the public uh, very pay attention. And what I have to say from my side, I'm sitting yesterday uh, uh, in, in the audience and the people who sit uh, around me, the lady, uh, she's, uh, all of the performances, she's so pay attention what's going on on stage. Mm -hmm. And all of the moment when the dancers, the, especially the principals or uh, solo dancers doing something, uh, uh, strong jump mm -hmm. or pirouette she's reacting immediately she's shaked <laughs> oh, she's so excited she's <laughs> she's breathing mm -hmm. she's clapping she's she's saying something and the the most of people it's like that here in america mm -hmm. they are very uh enthusiastic they are very simple to reacting. They didn't keep the reaction inside, inside themselves. Mm -hmm. They try to show that. And if they are happy, they are smiling, mm -hmm. they, they can say something. And it was it was very uh, funny moment when we performed at the Sergistrom Center a week ago, uh, we performed Shahrazad mm -hmm. in the just last note of the ballet before curtain falling down and a very long note, uh, and the um, main character dancer, the Chakri, who's played the Chakriyar, he saw the death of the his uh, Zobid mm -hmm. because she killed herself, mm -hmm. and she's uh, leaning on the floor, and he's very upset, and he moves the arms up and uh, feels so sad. Curtains moving down. It was very very. Uh, low note <clears throat> the pub public keep quiet and just one person say wow oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was so funny and this is a, like a picture of american audience mm -hmm. they are reacting so well and so natural mm -hmm. oh, I love that. so the company tours quite regularly to the kennedy center um almost annually right or is it yeah. very often yeah. so yeah. uh I'm wondering, how do you decide year to year what you want to bring, what you want to show audiences at the Kennedy Center? Uh, it's uh, very uh, simple and uh, very uh, practical. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, we want to show the face of the Marinsky Theater. Mm -hmm. Of course, the Marinsky Theater is uh, uh, one of the... Um, most important classical ballet company in the world. And uh, the classical rap, this is the face of the Marinsky Theater. But we have to be uh, very carefully and make the good balance 
for show the audience around the world, not only in the United States and when we are performing in China, Japan, Australia, right. Canada, mm -hmm. Europe, we can show the, also the new face of the Marinsky mm -hmm. and why we are bringing here uh, since our 15 seasons here, we are bringing it, uh, Cinderella by Aratmansky, mm -hmm. this modern choreography by the Prokofiev music twice was here in the Canada Center. Mm -hmm. We bring it, uh, last February, we bring it Little Humpleback Horse, mm -hmm. the special creation for the Marinsky in 2009 uh, by the score of Radion Shedrin, uh, by, by choreography by Alex Aratmansky. Mm -hmm. We want to show the new also. Right. And this is a very good balance between the classical and the modern for we can present that also of course we are working with the uh, di uh programming director of the dance program uh for they are building the season right. from another companies we don't want to make the same title of the ballet like sure. sleeping beauty from abt and sleeping beauty from the marinsky is not interesting for the public right. and is is not good for box office also yeah. <laughs> we try to figure out the different rap and we have to we, we try to think about uh what's which kind of the ballet will be interesting for the public and for me it was the very funny and very uh interesting when we are present the little humble back horse here because uh it was the Big, not big, but, it, but kind of risk because uh, the American uh, audience don't know sure. nothing about that sure. story. But I'm meeting the people in the in the foyer during the performance, mm -hmm. and the, so many people ask me, "How is it possible to buy the book about the little humble back horse mm -hmm. on English mm -hmm. translation for read the story?" Because oh. the people like this story very much. Right. Oh. That's you great. know, this is a this is a very interesting because this is a very Russian tale story by Nikolai Yershov, the writer, uh, the old writer. But this is like a fairy tale mm -hmm. in Russia because the uh, all of the young kids knows that story because the parents reading them when they are young, yeah. two, three, four years old. Right. You know. <laughs> so we only have like two minutes left. We could talk with you guys for hours, but just one last question to kind of wrap it all up. Um, do you think that there's one element to the Marinsky's dancing that you think American dancers from lear could learn from? And conversely, is there an element of American dancing that you think that your Russian dancers could learn from? Что мы можем сказать о том, чему могут научиться американцы у русского у русского балета и чему можем научиться мы русские у американского балета? Как бы такое. Как бы одно одно другому. <laughs> It's a hard question. Ну, чему можно поучиться у русского балета? Ну, наверное, все-таки формам, чистоте исполнению, позировкам. То есть каждое движение должно быть насыщено смыслом смыслом или, или спектакля или в целом то есть то есть это не должны быть простые какие-то позировки это должны быть движения со смыслом то есть язык тела он должен быть понятен понятен любому зрителю и образованному и и и, да, и тем и тому зрителю который впервые смотрит балет в этом в этом и уникальность этого вида искусства в том что оно не нуждается в словах то есть наши слова это наше тело. 
И, наверное, вот в русской школе наиболее этот язык наиболее, наверное, понятен и, и красив. Вот я вот так, наверное, думаю. Uh, how they uh, explain on stage by the movement uh -huh. their are idea of their uh, of their um, production mm -hmm. idea of the story okay. and also this is a uh, not only by acting this is a by the uh, makes uh, formation of your positions because the Russian uh, dance is classical dance is very pure dance mm -hmm. you have to be clear with your position by your legs by your especially your arms right and because the Russian ballet school it's much more pay attention about the arms position mm -hmm. right. and upper body mm -hmm. what I have to say from my side uh, uh, when I start to work with American dancers or with the dancers dancers from the other countries I start to work uh, for the upper body mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because in Russian school this is a uh, very traditionally to use the upper body for uh, makes the beauty of your movement mm -hmm. right. because some of the uh, dancers have the beautiful strong technique but their upper body mm -hmm. and right. arms it's not help them for uh, explain what they wants to say by the perfect uh, jump or perfect turning right mm -hmm. but if you are uh, doing this one in the very good harmony yeah in the together also the arms and head works mm -hmm. so important it can be it's it can be uh, start to do the uh, art is much more beauty mm -hmm. and what's the Russian dancers care can uh, educate from the American and I think this is a fit works And uh, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. small jumps, uh -huh. fast uh, fast jumps, mm -hmm. yeah. and uh, American dancers can learn it from Russian. The big big jump, because the big jumps is not a very strong part of the American uh, ballet school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They are doing very well. Their small beats Petite and, uh, right. and yeah. the feet 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 jumping, but not the jumping with the. Uh, highest Batman, mm -hmm. and uh, this is a uh, what it's it's a technical stuff. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Well, thank you both so much. That was it was so, so wonderful fun. and informative, and and we're so happy you guys were able yeah. to join thank us. Thank you thank for thank taking you. the time. Thank you, thank you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.